back on another one dr zero trust show my good friend fred carr guy that uh, was there when i was getting my ass kicked going through uh initiation at fort Meade, maryland pretty sure he screamed at me and probably threw some stuff uh fred if you wouldn't mind give folks just a run through on kind of who you are and what you do and why everyone should pay attention to what you uh what you're saying yeah uh thanks chase and uh actually thanks for bringing up that memory <laughs> uh being 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 the season that it is right now um yeah so i'm, I'm fred carr ceo of anchor systems llc it's a small better known uh cyber solutions integrator out of uh, Michigan. Uh, a lot of my customers and clients are DOD intelligence community related, but, um, and also I, I work with the state of Michigan and some of the other commercial and um, efforts that are trying to kind of get into the government, if you will. So up here in Michigan. Um, one of the things that, you know, I, I deal with and I kind of as, as I was thinking about this podcast, I was thinking about, hey, how do I introduce and how do we kind of get this um, understanding and insight as to who we are and what we do and, and what have you? And, and one of the things I, I talk about is, in a, in a, and you'll see it on the website or anything as we get going or whatever, is I talk about the importance of cyber and how I look at it as being con about connectivity. And that's why I really focused my company to be about cyber solutions integration because cyber is, is is that connectivity it is you know and i think as we've talked about before hyper connectivity right so it's one of those things that's able to really traverse all these domains and it, it, it traverses societies politics history uh, space you, you name it right we're all connected so that's really why i focused on cyber solutions and, and, and the integration aspect of it um but yeah so i digress i just kind of wanted to go there yeah i mean you're in a unique position because you uh you travel back and forth between home base there in michigan and and, and dc maryland area people can kind of guess where you probably work in those windowless rooms um what i mean what's your perspective on the differences between state and local federal cyber like the way or the way that we're dealing with this problem are i mean how how how, how are those nuances like what do we, what do we have right and what do we have wrong so i'm a i'm a uh, glasses half full um kind of person and i would tell you that i so, so i'm i'm very critical of, and this is you know why people call me is because of the because how critical i am and get right to the solution um we're getting a lot of stuff wrong right there, there we, we are really getting a lot of stuff wrong and, and it and it is scary because we shouldn't it's scary because we're smarter than that as a people as society if you will but we're really kind of getting the basics um wrong in one of those is really we, we just assume a lot, right? And you know, the, the federal government assumes this, the state government assumes this. Everybody's pointing at each other. Everybody, you know, believes somebody's doing something, or they they must be doing something. But the reality is that they're just not. And you know, I think one of the things as we get older, we kind of realize the the significance of time. And if there's only 24 hours of a day. And, you know, there's only so much that you can do. So the people that you think are going to be doing something, it, they can't. 
the enormity of the situation just doesn't allow them to do it. Right. So, I mean, I, I bring that back to the state government here in Michigan. You know, they're like, well, the federal government's got to be doing something. The DOD has got to be doing something. I'm like, uh, the DOD, they're, they're doing a lot. It's not that they're not doing nothing. They're doing a lot. It's just uh, there's only 24 hours in a day. <laughs> Right? And so the expertise that we have in the DOD and the in intelligence community interagency, we have pockets of talent, right? That's what we have. We have pockets of talent. We the entire force is not, not, not talented, but the expertise necessary to really get us out of some of these binds, it's just not there. Not, not at scale. So then if, if that's the position, and I mean, I, I agree with you, I think how, how do you suggest we deal with that problem? Because this is, I mean, this is national, like this is our future, right? If we don't get ahead of this, we wind up, our, our position as the superpower on planet Earth becomes uh, increasingly tense. So I don't think that we're the superpower anymore. I I, I think that... Who is then? China? Russia? Yeah, I believe China is. I really oh, do. Right. I believe... I, um, I've had this for I've I've had this conversation for a long time, and it, so for what um, for a couple of my DoD clients, I, I probably would serve as um, the China SME, and and I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a, I'm not really a big fan of 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 that because I think at, at some point throughout all my career, I, I was um, this country SME. I was this problem smet you know SME. I mean this this is how you and I know this as far as being uh retired navy i mean we we are taught a certain way we we're taught critical logic in a way that um really allowed well it didn't it didn't allow us it enabled us even when we were out to sea or in you know for you and i in special warfare right it, the, you, this is what we had you're going down range this is what you have you've got to use it right so you didn't have everything it's not like you're you you had access to everything you had what you had and you had to make do with it so you know but why we were successful is because we already knew that going in right we already had that critical logic that anal the analytic logic going in and we knew what we had to do we knew what we needed to get to it was very clear we, we don't have that anymore right I, I think part of that's the the data i think part of that is um you know, we're just inundated with data and information and, and, and the volume of it, right? So um, being able to sift through that, get to that ground truth is critical. And that's not where we're at right now. We do not have this ground truth. We are, we are working, we are living um, with assumptions. We're working with assumptions. We're working with uh, rhetoric. We want to believe that we have a strong jaw, but we really have a glass jaw, right? Um, I, I think we believe our own hype, right? So I think that's, I think that's a problem. And especially in the communities that we're in, when you think about, um, China and you think about Russia and you think about great power competition. And one of the things I, I, I tell people when, when they argue to me, how the Russians are the number one threat and, you know, how the, the elections, yada, yada, yada. And, and, and I've had this discussion and I've had this debate with many. And I say, and it comes down to one thing. China makes the Internet. They just do. Right. So 
it doesn't mean that Russia doesn't do things. Not at all. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm saying that there is one power out there that can completely change the American way of life. And that is China. It's not Russia. It's China. And it's not because of uh, their military might, which is, I mean, arguably just growing at an exponential rate. Um, and not just in volume, right? Not just in numbers, but in capability and, and, and not just capacity, but in capability, right? So, but when you think about the how perverse they are and expansive they are and to what depths they will not, they will not stop at, we don't, we're not matching that. We don't have that, right? We, we, we haven't for some time now. So um, I, I'm definitely not a, I, I'm not a panda. I'm not a hawk. I'm not a dragon. I'm just a, just a realist. I just look at the information and I don't care where it comes from. I look at the sources. I mean, it's, it's not to say, hey, look, the Intel community is wrong or it's right or commercials wrong or it's right. I look at all of it. When you say, because I want to, I want people to understand when you say they make the internet, define what you mean by that. And I, I know so it's, it's, I know I'm leading the witness and I know that's a question you would be like, well, come on, dummy. Everybody should understand it. But like, what do you mean by they make the internet? So take, for instance, Huawei, right? So, and you take a look at, you know, or take a look at 5G and you take a look at how uh, Western companies have basically from a business perspective has said, we're going to focus on this particular sector of 5G. We're going to make the antennas. We're going to make this. We're going to focus on that, whatever it is. Huawei did not. China did not. China said, we are going cradle to grave. They're the only company in the world that does cradle to grave 5G. That's that. And that, that I don't, you know, not in Huawei, but I don't believe that was a, um, a Huawei decision as much as, or, or an independently uh, a Huawei position, as much as I believe it is a decision, you know, in coordination with the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, it's, it's so it's also probably fair, right, in your opinion, to say if you buy technology, you should consider it compromised, essentially. Oh, I, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, 100%. Yeah, I mean, uh, rolling off the factory floor in China. So, so, so think. So it, it's funny in in when you think of even some of the spaces that I work in and some of the spaces, the secure spaces that we work in, right? You know, it, you look at Lenovo, right? Why is Lenovo still on U.S. government networks? So, I mean, why? Right? They are, right? Take a look at, you know, I, I look at this as well as from a supply chain perspective, and we have for some for some period of time. And you look at your network printers, right? I use the, so Lexmark, right? You look at some of these. So the Chinese, they may have, they may have not started out as a um, Chinese company, but through acquisition, <laughs> they became a Chinese company. Right. And so now you look at that and you think of how the Chinese are integrating CCP leadership within these boards. Right. On a global scale, there's a reason why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. So in, in when you start to think about that and 
you understand just how expansive it is and you think of how much you you much any one of us truly know what's in our machines and we're all cybersecurity minded some of us are you know uh, way more into the code. Some of us are more into the hardware. Some of us are more into uh, the data and some of us, you know, what have you. But if you take a look at everything, every single piece in there, you start to understand the supply chain. Yeah. The enormity of it. Yeah. This is going to be a problem for a really long time. And I know the, um, I know the administration by administration is kind of um, is working on that. The Trump administration was working on that. Uh, this is a big. This is a big problem. It 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 just is. It's a, it's an incredible problem. But I would also argue that I don't know that it gets solved. And here's why: because it it's about business, and that's one of the things that puts us at a significant disadvantage. Is that intelligence is about business. Government is about business. The world is about business right? Everything is about business. And the DOD and the intelligence community, this is not what they do, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just not. They don't do economics. They don't do um, business. It doesn't mean business is not conducted within. But, you know, just in general, this is not their area of expertise. So we're always going to be at some level of disadvantage, and until we get to that ground truth and understand that and accept it, we don't, we just have to acknowledge it. We don't have to accept that we're at a disadvantage. We don't have to accept it and say, okay, we're always going to be, no, no, but we do ourselves no favors and we do the American public and we do the, the American warfighter no good by, by staying in denial. Right. And that's, and, and, and that's, and that's who I am, and that's where that's where I'm at. And a lot of times, people, you know, refer to me as the contrarian, and I'm okay with that. And I just am. But I look at everything. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a good point, right? Of um, it's not it's not a defeatist attitude, but it's an honest approach to the problem. Like it's it's not it's not bad to be like, look, we're we've put ourselves into a position where we have to change the way we approach the problem, or we continue to. They literally enable failure. I mean, that sounds like a pretty fair statement, doesn't it? That, that that's exactly it. That's exactly it. I mean, so and 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 here's the challenge too. So you kind of go back to the Michigan and the and the the DC mentality, right? Is uh, Michigan in the Midwest, or I think anybody who's not in these centers of excellence, right? They're not in these big um, government populaces. Would say, why do I care? Why do I care about China? And I, and I would argue that you're absolutely right. You're not going to see uh, Red Dawn, right? You're not going to see Chinese coming in and, and parachuting and into small town America or any anywhere. That's not what they're going to do. It's, the, it's actually not what they want to do. And it's not what they have to do to achieve their strategic objectives, right? So, but the vast majority of Americans are like, then why do I care? You know, why do I care about Taiwan? Why do, so they make semiconductors. Why do I care? Right? Eh, you should, but a lot of people in the DOD don't need them either. Right? Why are the semiconductors? Why is Taiwan so important? And it's not just the semiconductors. It's because if we don't do anything in Taiwan, then ever then our national that 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 our our seventy plus seventy five plus years of national credibility. 
is out the window. You mean you, because we're not we're not helping take care of Taiwan? We're just sure. letting that yeah. And if we sure. if Taiwan so, goes, what happens next? Yeah. So think about so think about that. So think about if you so let's let's say so there was a there was a there was a uh a think tank like in 2019 before uh COVID hit and it was called the, the look, I think it was CS uh CSIS and it was a it was twin pillars. And I, and I reference this a lot. I give this to a lot of people and I say, look that up. And there's a scenario in there in appendixes. They had three scenarios. One of them was actually a, a pandemic one, even before COVID. It wasn't China, it was Germany. And then there was one that was about um, artificial intelligence integrated. Um, basically, uh, the, the Chinese were able to integrate artificial intelligence into their um, anti um denial area access, right? Their A2AD um, environment. And you think about the introduction or the, the scalable integration of AI within the weapon system. And you think about that and what would we do? How could we get in there? What happens if we can't get in there? What happens if we can't get into the first and second island chain? What happens if we say, we're not going? because we know that they're going to get us, right? Now that doubt just continues to, to expand. And Japan's like, if the Americans are not coming, what? What happens so What happens to South Korea? What? You keep going all the way down until about Australia. Now Australia, so we, we love the Australians. Australians love us, right? So, you know, there'll be a stop, right? But... That entire region is going to be, our, our credibility will be lost. And think about not the defense, think about the economic impact. Now, does China need them to invade America? No, they don't. The, the economic impact will be catastrophic, right? Does that mean that's the end of America? No, does not. Certainly does not. I mean, we we are capitalists, we are innovators, but it will. But it's it, it it's like an MMA fight. It's going to be a chokehold, right? But it's going to be you know it's round one. But if we think that we're going to be able to go in there and we do do whatever we want to do, that's that's we're not living in reality. We're not, and that does that does not mean that there's not great Americans. It doesn't mean that the you know it just means that that the the state of the environment has changed and we need to recognize that. So then, you know, when you, you kind of hinted at it, when we're talking to um, everybody, right? Not just the big government, not just the mega corpse. What do you, I mean, what do you tell them when they ask that question about why should I care about China or Russia or cyber in general? Cause I mean, that's a pretty common question of like, well, why, why, what, what does it matter? Specifically, well, specifically like what what's why should they care well so i don't know that they so this so interestingly the the big corps are part of the problem and probably will be part of the solution right so how do you so how do you navigate that so um we're talking about the second largest economy some depending upon which way which which economic take you know you look at could be the first Right. I mean, American and China, I mean, we're right, we're right there, you know? So, and when you think about 
if you're if you if you're a large company and and the American sector, right, or you know the U.S. market is saturated, or the number one economy is saturated, well, where would you go? Right. I mean, take a look at Amazon. Right. Take a look at what you know, Amazon, Microsoft, IBM. I mean, they're all over there. Right. They're all over there. I mean, that's 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 open source. That's you know, plenty of investment and, and and has been for years. So, but there's only so many of those companies that are over there. Everybody's trying to get in there, but there's only so many companies the Chinese actually let in. Right. So they're only going to let in the ones that they believe are going to help them. Now that doesn't mean that that uh, doesn't mean that like a, a, a Microsoft or you know and, and and please help me with the legalities, right? But you, you know, um, it doesn't mean that these companies are actively helping the Chinese, um, you, you know counter america or anything like that it's just it's, it's about business right so the chinese are going to let the number one companies that the, the number one innovators come in so that so that they can capture that innovation so they can take that innovation they can you know they via acquisition ip theft or legal means because of their their data security laws Right. So they figured out, hey, let's let's use laws and sovereignty and let's take that. Let's take this. This is it was done on China or in within China sovereignty. Therefore, it's ours. Right, wrong or indifferent. It, it just is. So now they have that. They have the latest innovation because in order to compete in that market, you have to be innovative. Because you, Alibaba's, your 10 cents, your Badoos, they're innovative. They're already, they, they are knee deep in artificial integration, artific integration of artificial intelligence. So you have got to go to that market with your best, right? So, and, and what, what do you say to an Amazon that's creating jobs here in America, right? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you say to a Microsoft? What do you say to, a, to these companies where, you know, thousands of software developers are in China? Right. And not here or what, what have you. I mean, how, how do you say that to a to a company? Um, you have to build everything here. Right. You know, nope. in, in, in a perfect world. Yeah. And, and because of the supply chain, COVID, semiconductors, the volatility. Or, yeah, you're starting to see a lot of companies now saying, hey, we're going to bring in. We're going to start to um, build our semiconductors here in America. You're going to you're starting to see companies saying, hey, I can no longer be global. Be, and it could even be because of climate. I can't. I can't afford for my supplies to be locked down because there's a typhoon hitting, you know, the majority of Southeast Asia, right? So you're starting to see that. Um, but the DoD and the IC, they don't. They don't look for that. Right? That's not. That's not part of their charter, right? And so the expertise isn't there to really understand that. So, so that's where you know I I, I see it and I and I provide that um to my clients and you know I, oftentimes it's it's um it's challenging because they're like Fred, what, what do we do what you know i mean like you, you said this the world's the, the world's <laughs> falling down but but what do we do and i'm like well you know well you don't just stand there 
you know, you might go, how about go get an umbrella, right? Or, you know, go get some Gore-Tex on or something because it's going to be a fight. You know, it's, you, you're going to have to, we're going to have to be smart, right? We're going to have to evolve as a force. And we're not getting, when we talk about innovation, it's not going to be an application. It's not going to be a technology. It's a mindset, right? We're going to have to be innovative. And we take that for granted, but it really is. It's the mindset. So in, in your expert opinion, I mean, do you think that there, and I think you've, you've kind of said it, but I want to make sure that it's clearly, you think that there is um, that economics and dollars and cents and the business of business are not necessarily well understood or leveraged by the intelligence community for the purposes of strategic benefit. Is that one way to put it? That's a fact. That's an absolute fact. And anybody that would dispute that is just not dealing in truth. Right. So this is um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's not. There is. If you if you deny that it, it becomes it's like, like, OK, then then how did China sneak up on us? Right. How did how, how did we get great power competition? Right. How does that happen if we if China, Russia, Iran and North Korea and, you know, the axis of evil has always been for the last 20 years? How has China somehow surprised us all how it, it, it hasn't been a surprise for many right but for, but if you look but but i'll tell you who it has not been a surprise for that's wall street <laughs> right wall street's seen this i mean this is what, i mean this is how they make money and there's nothing wrong with that i mean that's how jobs are made that's how economic you know economy works right so um yeah, the, the IC is just, and, and I know this in, in talking to, you know, and you, we don't get where we're at. You know, you don't get where you're at, Jason. I don't get where I'm at by by being wrong, right? We, we just don't. Um, and, and I look at it and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that the IC has um, recognized that they don't have the, ex, the expertise at, again, at scale. They don't, they don't, there's not thousands of economic analysts within the U.S. government. It, yeah. There's just not, right? I don't recall ever meeting one. It, right? I mean, right, seriously. I mean, go back to our days, right? How many of us, you know, and, and I think, you know, I, I've mentioned this um, before. When you take a look at, you know, how many enlisted um, sailors, soldiers, airmen populate the IC? Where is the largest contingent of a, if the intel analysts reside in? And it's in the enlisted sailor or soldier airman right and at what rank and at what or what's the median age right you know and that's hey, nobody joins the military to make a lot of money that's just that just does not happen right so at what point do you think that you, the preponderance of the intel community's analysts are reading the wall street journal right I don't recall ever seeing that document on anything I ever looked at. <laughs> right. And, but then take a look into our particular community of cyber and you start to understand in, in, in China and cyber. And you start to take a look at the, the, the threats from supply chain. You start to understand cloud. You start to understand obfuscation, different obfuscation. You start to understand lawfare, right? or hiding in contracts, right? So what E4 
and the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, who just bought a 32% car off the base, is now going to be able to tell you that, yeah, I read the cloud document. I read the, the, the you know, I, I read the legal. Um, no, we're good to go. What? Right? Or no, this company doesn't make this. How do you know? Are you? Do you have access to that business information? Well, no, it's, you, you, no. Then, then how do you know? Right? What, what's a subsidiary? What's, you know, I mean, China's got thousands of them, right? I mean, this is why, this is how they're able to do things. Because we don't understand them enough, right? So again, I don't have a problem with it. I just have a problem with it. We keep going and looking and saying, hey, I'm waiting for them to tell me, yeah, this is, you, you got this. Like, how? How could you have it? You, you, you don't have that background. You don't have that expertise. Now you going and getting it, that's, what, that's a different thing. Absolutely. 100%. Go and, go and get in that expertise because that's what, that's what we need. But to say that you're an expert, I don't believe it. Right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, super interesting. So, well, uh, I don't like to keep people too long because I know you've got customers to serve, but I always like to ask the question, um, what, in your opinion, is the thing that we shouldn't do? Everyone always talks about what should we do, how do we get better, da, da, da. I'd always like to know don't do this because this is, you know, continuing the problem in your, in your expert opinion, like what is that in this space? So I, I think for me it is, and I, and I really don't want to focus. I don't, don't want to say it's, it's, it's overseen overly simplistic, but it is don't assume. I mean, it is really, you know, it, it kind of goes back to when we were kids, right? <laughs> you know, don't assume, um, don't assume this entity, this organization has it. Don't assume they have it. Don't assume that it, there's a lot of this going on, right? Um, that's that's one thing that you know that you can do. You can assume this is happening, right? You know, no, oh, it's not my fault. It's your fault. It's, you know, look, at the end of the day, cyber's hard, right? It just is. It, it's it, it, um, you, you talk about all the technology. You talk about the complexity. You talk about the economics. Talk about the personalities. Um, attribution is in, is hard, right? It just is. You throw in risk. You, um, you you throw it all in. But one of the things that I probably that that I'm really and I know it's kind of risky to say, but you know. We don't have a lot of leadership right now. And I mean like absolute like bona fide leadership. Um, and what I mean by that is that you, that you would accept responsibility. You would accept the fact that it happened on your watch. You would be accountable. We don't have a lot of that, right? Instead, we have a lot of discussion about management of risk. We talk a lot about um, attribution. We, we talk a lot about um, you, you know this this zero. Um, uh, what's the term? There's a um, can't can't think of what the um, the Navy came out not too long ago and it talked about how the surface fleet has this real problem, right? Whereas um, can have a zero discrepancies, right? And you start to, and there's a term for that. And 
you're trying to have this perfect sailor, this perfect leader. Right? Well, they just don't exist, right? You're not always going to be right, you know. And I think that's part of it. Part of the problem is that you 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 don't have that, and you're never going to have it. It's how you deal with that. How do you get through with it, right? And and we don't have that. We're the people are looking to the government to be perfect. It is not perfect. It just is. I mean, you see it every night on NBC and you know the outflash, right? It, it's not perfect, right? So I, I would really break it down and say, hey, look, is is don't assume and try to find those leaders and then support those leaders. They're out there. Just not everybody's a leader. And not everybody in not everybody in, in the in our position of government, in the DOD, the IC are not leaders neither. Right? A lot of them are managers. A lot of them are risk managers, right? Um, but let's let's understand that great power competition is not going to be solved overnight. This is a multi-decade campaign. It has been ongoing for for the Chinese. It's been ongoing uh, since the seventies, right? So this is a this this is certainly a race, but it's not a sprint. It's a, it, it is going to take. Um, it's going to take a lot. It's not just innovation. It's going to take some strategic thinking that, that we just, we used to have and we'll get again, but we, we just don't have it right now. Right. Because our, our society is all about what do you got? What do you got? What do you got right now? And that can be to our advantage, but not right now. It's not. Right. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I apologize if that was a little bit long winded, but I, I really, it, or, or overly simplistic, but, I just see so I see it in the analysis, right? That's where I that's where I see it because I read, you know, I I read every day. <laughs> I, I mean, I just read. I mean, I I don't know if I have it right here. Right? There's one I got to get to this. I'll show you real fast. The 2000 just came out last week. The report to Congress, the 2021 report to Congress, U.S.-China Economic and Security Review Commission. 500 some odd pages. Light reading for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. Who's going to read that? Who, what decision maker do you know, Chase, even in your sector that you, right? If, if there's, if there's, a, if it's over three pages, they're probably not reading it. If it's over three pages, it's a favor. Right. You have to ask them and say, hey, look, it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a read, but it's well worth it. Mm hmm. Right, that's mm -hmm. a problem. How do you do China in the in the complexity that we're all talking about in cyber in three pages or in a quad chart? Uh, this is not where less is more. This, yeah. It's not. And I know leaders like to see the less is more, but that's also why we're, we're where we're in right now. Why we're there. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, we covered, we covered some pretty hard hitting stuff. We talked about the intelligence community. We talked about state and local. We talked about the long game here, um, the lack of leadership in the space. I, uh, I love it when I get to talk to somebody like you, that's such an expert on the topic area. So, you know, Fred, thanks for jumping on. I'm planning on dragging you back on here again, because we could go down a whole bunch of other rabbit holes. Um, but anybody looking for somebody that knows their stuff, Fred Carr, man, myth, legend, find him, talk to him, learn from him. All right. Thank Thanks, you. brother. I appreciate it, man. I'll send some snow down your way. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
Disclaimer, the information in this podcast episode, aka episode, is provided for general information purposes only. By listening to this episode, you understand that this is not specific technical guidance from the host. No information contained in this episode should be construed as security advice from the author, host, or guest, nor is it intended to be a substitute for security advice on any particular subject matter. No listener of this episode should act or refrain from acting on the basis of any information included in or accessible through this episode without seeking the appropriate technical or other professional advice on the particular facts and circumstances that are discussed. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All views expressed therein are those of the host and his guest and should not be considered as being endorsed by nor related to the host or the guest's employers.